of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Uh, We discuss issues and matters related to worship, theology, and culture. Um, I've been kind of on a cultural high lately, (laughs) wanting to discuss cultural issues quite a bit. There is a lot going on in our society, and we will never run out of things to talk about. Uh, Today is kind of a crossover between culture and theology, if you will. Um, Maybe you're like me, and you've heard a phrase like the following at some point in your life, and perhaps even recently as I have. Uh, Maybe you've heard someone say something like this. I know many non-believers or non-Christians who are more Christian than most Christians, Uh, This is often the precise term used by people who might make such a statement, that they know uh, people who are not Christians, who are not professing believers in Jesus Christ, who are more, quote, Christian than most Christians. I understand the sentiment behind the statement, uh, but it is simply not true. And so without negating the responsibility of all Christians to live a, live morally upright lives, we need to understand that everyone fails. If we did not fail, we would not need a savior, but we do. And so in that way, we are sort of all hypocrites. It, it baffles me when people say Christians are hypocrites. Well, what are you? You are also a hypocrite. We are all hypocrites in some way. But what people usually mean in a statement like that, that they know non-Christians who act more Christian than people who are Christians, what they mean by that is that there are some people who don't profess Christ as their Lord, yet they live lives seemingly more righteous than many people who do profess Christ as Lord. The problem in such a statement is really threefold, and I'm going to go over these three problems, and it's under the umbrella of answering this question, um, are some non-believers more Christian than believers? Uh, So these three problems that exist in the statement are... Um, under the umbrella of answering this question with a resounding no. There is no such thing as a non-believer who is more Christian, if you will, than a Christian. And so I am going to discuss these three most protruding problems in this statement when someone says they know Christ, uh, non-Christians who are more Christian than Christians. Um. And all of these are derived from what the Bible says about humanity and about Jesus Christ. So let's get into it. The first reason the answer to this state, uh, this question, uh, are some non-believers more Christian than most Christians? The reason that the answer is no, the first reason, is because everyone is radically and totally wicked by nature. I use these terms wicked, depraved, evil, interchangeably because that is what we are. 
We are all radically, and hear me, totally, 100%. It is not that we are partially wicked. We are totally and completely wicked by nature. And some might say that that's by choice. No, you're not wicked by nature. You choose to make wicked or evil decisions. But we choose evil because our nature is evil. There is, and, and I think perhaps always has been, a train of thought that, success, that suggests humanity is mostly good by nature. And maybe you've heard someone say something like that. People, I think, are good by nature. Scripture says otherwise. Not only have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, according to Romans 3.23, um, but the Apostle Paul says that we were dead in our trespasses in Ephesians 2.1. Uh, if those who are not Christians are still currently dead in trespasses. And so dead is dead. There's no partially alive and partially dead. We were dead in sin. The psalmist says in Psalm 51.5 that we are conceived in sin. That is hard for people to grasp. You know, in other words, how... How is a baby sinful? Well, that's what scripture says. It's it's sort of the question of do we sin because we are sinners or are we sinners because we sin? And I think the first is true, that we sin because we are sinners. It is in our nature. It is not just that we sinned and then we became a sinner. We sin because our nature is sinful. And so people talk about babies, and, and I don't intend to get off in this too deeply, but um, you know, where does a baby go when they die? I can only speculate and say this based on my opinion. I believe they go to heaven, but that is my opinion, and I will not ever state that as fact. People who say that the age of accountability is biblical are flat wrong. That It is a godless doctrine. There is no place in scripture that even mentions or infers an age of accountability. And so I will say that my opinion is that a baby um, in the mercy and love of God does go to heaven to be with him, um, uh, that they are with Christ. I don't mean to get into that too deeply, but um, the fact is that we are all sinners and we sin because of that. So this may seem, this might not seem logical to a lot of people. You know, when, when they think about it, well, what do you mean? How can people be evil by nature? I know people and they're mostly good. It's not true. Uh, when you reason it, it becomes clear. Think of how prone humanity is to making evil decisions. Uh, not only in the most extreme circumstances, you know, I'm thinking of your Hitlers and people like that, but also in our own personal daily lives. We do not need help sinning. We don't need to be taught to sin. Children do not need to be taught to sin. It's not learned. It is natural for us. And it does not take long for a child to make bad decisions. In fact, the moment that child is born, they begin a path of selfishness. No one is innocent. All are totally and radically depraved and in need of Christ. And so to say that some non-believers are more Christian than most Christians is flat wrong. Those who are Christians, uh, and what I mean by that, those who are Christians, this implies not only a profession, but by sincere 
life change. Christians are not perfect, but there is a progression of sanctification, which looks different for everyone, every individual. But there's sanctification throughout their lives from the moment that Christ begins to change them. And so those who are Christians are found in the righteousness of Christ. People are not saved by their works. No one's works could ever be good enough for salvation. So it's only through Jesus that anyone is saved. So if anyone, uh, even if someone who is not a Christian acts better than another person, which is completely possible. I know some people who are not Christians that, I mean, from the outside looking in, you would say they live a very good moral life. But if such a person is not atoned through a personal lordship relationship with Jesus Christ, their works are not good enough. And so we need to understand that Christians are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. And it's upon salvation in Jesus Christ that our lives begin to change and we become more like him. We will still make mistakes and sometimes quite terrible mistakes, in fact, but we are covered before the Father in the righteous blood of Jesus Christ. So the answer to the question is a resounding no. There is no such thing as a non-believer who is more Christian than most Christians. You either are a Christian or you are not. You either hold the imputed righteousness of Jesus or you hold the completion of sin. There's no in the middle. So that's the first problem in that statement. The second problem and one re- another reason why the answer to the question of are some non-believers more Christian than most Christians is because no one is saved by works, but only by Christ. And so this is sort of a continuation. Our works are not good enough for salvation. The Bible tells us that we are saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves in Romans 6.23. And so a problem with a statement that suggests non-believers are more Christian than most Christians is that it fails to, to realize humanity's complete dependence on God and humanity's inability to choose God or do enough good for him to accept us. It's only by the calling and awakening of the Holy Spirit that we receive Christ and choose righteousness. Any good that comes from any human being whatsoever is because of Jesus Christ. And I'll get into that a little more in a little bit. But um, the fruit of the Spirit for Christians, those who are Christians, uh, have the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit, as Galatians tells us, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And so these characteristics are impossible to exist in our lives without Jesus Christ. Even those who are not Christians, but perhaps show behaviors that can be considered as such, do not do so on their own merit. This is what I was talking about. Anything good is only from God. And so when a non-believer does good, that good exists because of the good of God. If good and evil exist in our world, and it does, there is an obvious source of each. God is the source of good. So even good exemplified in a non-believer, um, when a non-believer uses uh, good or employs good, uh, that is from God, whether they realize it or not. 
There is no such thing as good that is from another source other than God. So for the Christian, it's understood that humanity is evil by nature, or it should be understood, and we are in need of a good God. So the fruit of the Spirit then is supernaturally and perpetually possessed by God's people, but not by non-believers. No one is good enough to be considered righteous. So the answer to the question then is, again, a resounding no. The third problem with this statement, if someone says that they know non-believers who are more Christian than most Christians, is that even the innocent are not innocent. Again, I acknowledge that there are some people from the outside looking in when we look at their lives that maybe they do a lot of good works. Maybe they do a lot of good things, but they're not Christians. Yes, that it does exist. And there may be some people who are not Christians who their lives might be quite moral looking at them. And um, you know, the Bible says that none are righteous. And so again, in continuation of what was previously stated, any innocence from any person, period, is not of themselves. And so we might wonder what happens, uh, what might happen to the innocent man from an indigenous tribe who has never been able to hear the gospel. Uh, Inclusivists would suggest that some people are saved and do not even know it because God is love. But on the contrary, exclusivism, which is where I lie, and I I believe where Christians should lie, uh, exclusivism suggests that redemption is possible only through faith in the gospel. This really has been the predominant Christian position throughout church history, and it remains so among Bible-believing evangelicals today. Foundationally, as I already already mentioned, there's there are none who are good. No one is good. We are totally and radically depraved. God certainly is love, but his wrath is necessary to atone for sin, and it either has been paid through Jesus Christ for those who receive him as Lord, or it will be paid by eternal damnation for those who do not receive Christ. The Bible tells us that no one is without excuse in Romans 2. And that really the law itself reveals our depravity because none of us can keep it. And nature reveals God's attributes, making them clearly perceived, as the Apostle Paul says in Romans 1. And so to answer the question of what happens to the innocent man from an indigenous tribe who has never had access to the gospel, such a person does not exist. There is no such thing as an innocent person who has never heard the gospel. There's no such thing as an innocent person. So the truth, this truth that I'm I'm speaking of here, really should, number one, cause our hearts as Christians to be spurred in love and to go and, and descend to the uttermost parts of the world so that all nations, all ethnicities may see and know Christ. And number two, it should comfort us in knowing that we have no ability to save anyone, including ourselves, because it is only by faith in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit that we come to him. So building on the foundation here, the answer of whether any non-believer is more Christian than most Christians is a further resounding no. Again, you're either a Christian found in Christ 
or you are not. And part of the problem, I think, is that we need to recover the meaning of the word Christian. A lot of people stray away from the use of the word Christian. And I get it. People do not want to be associated with hypocrisy. I I get that. But the word Christian is a biblical word. We were first called Christians at Antioch. This is not a made-up word. And it's okay if you want to say you're a Christ follower or something like that. Really, that's what the word Christian means. (laughs) Little Christ, you are a Christ follower. Uh, And I think we need to reclaim that term. So, In conclusion here, we need to be both comforted and convicted that no one is righteous. As believers in and followers of Jesus Christ, we need to be both comforted and convicted in this. We can't save anyone. We can't even save ourselves. It's only through Jesus Christ. It is only by and through Jesus Christ that anyone has access to the Father. In fact, without the mediation of the Son, our prayers go nowhere because God doesn't hear us unless through Jesus. So he alone is the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He said as much. And he said, no one comes to the Father except through me in John 14. The idea that we are all striving toward the same goal, that God is love and knows who is good and that all ways are basically the same, these ideas are absolutely false. As Christians, this truth should cause our hearts to be overwhelmed with joy that there is a way at all, that we don't deserve it, and concurrently it should spur us to love others and faithfully preach the gospel. So certainly we make mistakes. And so it might seem that some who do not profess Jesus Christ live more morally upright lives than some Christians, but nothing is further from the truth because their morality is in vain if not in Jesus Christ. In fact, Isaiah Isaiah 64 says that even our best is nothing but filthy rags compared to God's righteousness and holiness. And so when we make mistakes, when we fall, which we will, It's vital that we get right back up and continue serving God because we are continuously being made into his image. Get this, from one degree of glory to another. And so are we hypocrites? Yes. So is everyone else. God calls and changes imperfect people because he alone is perfect. And so the answer then to whether non-believers are more Christian than any Christian at all is no. So let us... As believers, let us rejoice in the righteousness of Christ. Let us strive for excellence and for morally upright lives with the realization that we will still fail. But even in the midst of failing, let us realize that, praise God, it's not by our works that we're saved. And let us faithfully preach and execute the gospel throughout our lives. Those who say that, Uh, some non-believers are more Christian than most Christians, don't understand that that's not what saves you. It doesn't matter how good they are or appear to be or seem. It's not good enough. And so are some non-believers more Christian than most Christians? No. And praise God that we do not have to rely on our own ability and our own good works because uh, most of us would be Uh, in trouble. (laughs) So praise God that through Jesus Christ, we've been given away. Thanks for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.